Hey everyone and welcome to my favorite time of the day, Sports from the Basement NBA show for October 18th. I am BVA. Today we're going to talk about opening night. We're going to review the games tonight and we're going to talk to my man Fetty about what he saw on this opening day of the NBA season. So let's get started by focusing on our lead topic tonight, opening night. Well, it was an interesting opening night to say the least. We had a shortened preseason for many, many reasons to try to make the schedule better during the season and, and many players were sloppy. In his post-game interview, LeBron James said as much. Both of the games we had tonight were good, close games. I saw big leads overcome by one of the two teams, multiple runs, but none of that mattered. Six minutes into the first game, Gordon Hayward cut back door, jumped up for an alley-oop. LeBron jumped with him. They bumped in the air. Hayward came down right on his ankle, and what resulted was one of the most gruesome injuries caught on tape. For anyone who saw the Paul George injury a few summers ago in Las Vegas, it was a similar feeling. The breath was knocked out of the entire arena. Um, When it happened, the Cavs bench couple 10 feet away maybe ran away in horror players on the court heard it they immediately knew it was bad Dwayne Wade kneeled and prayed on the court players were a gasp all around the Celtics had to huddle players were in tears less than five minutes later Hayward was stretched to the locker room the game continued but the ramifications were intense and we still don't know how deep they will be for Hayward was taken to the airport during the game to fly back to Boston immediately, and he'll head right to a hospital from there. Coach Stevens uh, said his diagnosis as he was leaving was a dislocated ankle and a fractured tibia. Broken tibia usually require between three and six months to heal. There's fear this could be worse just based on the way that the fracture affected the bone, Um, but we won't know for several days what we're really looking at. For the Celtics, They're already being written off by many teams, uh, or excuse me, many pundits. Um, Losing an all-star will do that to you, especially on a team where they started a rookie tonight because of injuries and because of a potential lack of depth. But if there was any team that could overcome something like this, it would be the Celtics. Um, They know how to nurture players. They know how to bring guys like Tatum to the fore. They know how to smartly attack situations and adversity. That being said, they looked comatose for the entire first half, and as the second half wore on, they were able to get their bearings, come back on the Cavs, and we'll talk more about that game in a few minutes, but this is going to be a big one for them to overcome. Reaction across the league, generally incredibly supportive. The the few exceptions, the people who wanted probably just to jump out for the headlines were immediately rebuked by players and fans alike. We're going to move on and we're going to talk about the ramifications from an NBA standpoint and we're going to you know, talk about the other games and we're going to move on covering the Celtics. But incidents like this really make you step back. They, they're sobering experiences that make you look at the other events and, and just make them feel so much less important. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back with a rundown of tonight's games. Welcome back. Let's take a look at tonight's action on the court. We'll start the Celtics at the Cavaliers, the opening night of the season first game. 
Kyrie opened the game with his first shot, which was massive for him because it came to massive boos from the Cleveland crowd. And it was a close game, back and forth, until the Hayward injury, which we discussed before, included a 6-0 Celtics run leading into that stoppage. Afterwards, the Celtics were shocked, which led to an 11-0 run for the Cavs and 16-point deficit at halftime. You can imagine that it was tough for them to come out. Uh, during that time, Rosier really brought a bright spot on defense, but the Cavs were just too much for him. After the break and what was described as a pretty emotional halftime locker room, uh, Brad Stevens, a, a nice speech to get his guys back in the game, um, Celtics came back with a vengeance. 17-4 run in the, in the first part of the third and an 8-0 run to finish the third gave him a one-point lead heading to the fourth. Starting the fourth, though, the Cavs jump out. Another 5-0 run by the Celtics. A nice play from Jalen Brown gave them a 98-97 lead before LeBron had this beautiful spin move in the lane layup, gave the Cavs a lead they would never relinquish. James drove to end the game, feeding Love for a three, uh, baseline three-pointer, 46 seconds left, and what proved to be the game-winning shot. Celtics had one final possession. Kyrie gets an open three, but is unable to connect, and the Cavs pull it out. LeBron finishes with 29 points, 16 rebounds, 9 assists, plus 2 blocks. Kevin Love had that game-winner, plus 15 points and 11 rebounds. Derrick Rose, 14 points, looked good in his first uh, first time back, or first time with this team, I should say, starting you know multiple allusions to him looking like his old self. For Boston, Kyrie had 22 and 10 assists. Jalen Brown, 25 with 6 rebounds and 2 steals. And Jason Tatum, a nice night, 14 points and 10 rebounds. In the end, Cavs get the win, 102-99. And the Rockets visiting the Golden State Warriors, and after a long ring ceremony, we got to the final game of our night. Andre Iguodala, out with a back strain, was definitely missed. First quarter, back and forth, included both a 22-7 run by the Warriors and a 15-2 run by the Rockets. But it was really the second unit for Golden State that came alive. Nick Young, Swaggy P, strong play, hit his first four threes to extend the leading the lead for the Warriors. Gave them a nine-point lead going into the halftime. Rockets gave up 71 to the Warriors in the first half. Third, continued to be owned by the Warriors. Last year, the Warriors were historically good in their dominance of the third quarter, and it, that was true here, but not quite as bad. The Rockets kept it close enough. They had a 9-0 run at one point. The other big thing that happened in the third was Draymond Green exited uh, and was greatly missed. Kerr said after the game, when we're lacking conditioning like we are right now, you have to have your high-energy guys, and that's really what it was. Draymond is their high-energy guy, is their soul, and him going out, not only did they miss that, but they also missed his uh, rim protection, unfortunately. We go into the fourth, and we start with a 9-0 run for the Rockets to bring it close. Final 13-5 run for the Rockets really sealed the game for them. Ariza hits a three with two minutes left to pull Houston within one. McCaw answers with a baseline jumper, but Harden comes back with a layup. P.J. Tucker hits two free throws, and they take the lead with 10.6 left. Curry comes down, misses what would be a winning shot, but Durant gets the rebound, hits a jumper, but unfortunately, despite the falling confetti, it was just too late. And the Rockets pull out the win after the review. Harden, 27 points, 6 rebounds, 10 assists. Chris Paul, 4 points and 11 assists, but he re-injured his knee. We'll be curious to see what that means. Um, they have a game tomorrow night in Sacramento, and then have a couple days off after that. P.J. Tucker, nice night, 20 points, 6 rebounds. He really led the team with his grit, keeping him in. And Eric Gordon, consistently from outside and going to the basket with 24 points. Nick Young, <laughs> 
can't imagine the day I would say that Nick Young led the Warriors in scoring with 23 tonight. Curry had 22, and Durant had 20 with 7 assists, but also had 8 turnovers. It really was kind of a sloppy game from the Warriors. Rockets rally, get the win, 122-121. to 121. We're going to take another break and come back to talk with my man Fetty about opening day. Welcome back. Joining us now from the Bay Area is my man, Fetty. Welcome. Thank you, BVA. The season is off. The season is off. And uh, unfortunately, we have to start on a little bit of a melancholy note. Um, obviously, the big topic, the big you know, talking points this evening coming out of the opening night will be Gordon Hayward's injury. Um, so we'll start with just, you know, what are your thoughts? I mean, my thoughts... It's hard to say at this point, you know, it's just such a sobering event. You have all the hype and you've been looking forward to this October 17 circled on the calendar and five, six minutes into it, you see Gordon Hayward's ankle twisted the other way. And, um, it just, uh, kind of puts things back into perspective. I thought it was interesting to see how everybody reacted and, you know, we obviously everybody hopes the best for him. Uh, looking at it from all the different perspectives. Um, but, uh, yeah, it definitely put a hamper on the game and and the mood, and I think, like, the entire building took a few minutes after that to just, like, figure out where we were and what was happening after that. So we'll have to see what where we go from here and what it means for the Celtics. I mean, I think... One of the questions is, you know, what is this going to do to their chances of uh, making that top four, and will it open the door for anybody else? Yeah, I mean, it's sobering is probably the you know the best way to put it. I mean, there was so much excitement. You know, it felt like uh, you know a kid at Christmas. You know, the new season is here. We had, frankly, two great games, but it's there's just this cloud that hangs over everything. Um, you know. To, to talk about the Celtics for a moment and sort of how they come out of this, you know, uh, like you mentioned, this could mean that they drop down. I mean, we saw in this game, you know, frankly, the others have a big role. And some of that was dictated by the fact that Hayward obviously went out. But we saw quite a few people from the Celtics tonight who stepped up to the challenge. Yeah, and... I think, frankly, it's perfectly okay because it's not like the Celtics are any on any kind of time crunch. They don't have to do this this year. They have plenty of time. They have lots of young guys, and you know, it's. I think they're guys that can well develop uh, given some additional playing time. It might mean some more playing time for people like Marcus Smart. You know, uh, Jason Tatum stepping into that role at the three. Um, Jalen Brown, of course, who had a phenomenal night. How could I leave him out? I definitely wanted to get to him. Top scorer on the floor uh, or for the Celtics. And um, so it's, you know, going to give some other guys some playing time and we'll see what happens. But it's uh, obviously not what you want in any any stretch of the imagination. So, yeah, Kyrie, you know. Misses the last second shot, but overall looked good. I mean, especially 
sort of fitting into what the Celtics have done very well. You know, his ability to run the pick and roll looked nice all night. Um, you know, he still seems like he's a little bit of a liability on defense, and it seemed like the Cavs, to some extent, went after him. Um, you know, curious how that's going to continue beyond here. Yeah, I mean, the Cavs obviously know how to play him. They know him better than anybody. And uh, I think it's always going to be an issue. But, you know, you look around the league, there are a lot of point guards that have trouble defending and a lot of little point guards. And so I think it's maybe not that different from a lot of other teams. Yeah. But it is uh, it's it is what it is. He looked like Kyrie. He looked like a muted Kyrie. I mean, this whole booing thing, mm-hmm. it's got to get to him. The, the fact that he left on these, you know, somewhat contentious terms and I'm sure it was not easy for him to walk into the queue. So he, um, it'll be something different when he gets to play at the garden. You know, I think it'll be, it'll be pretty special for him in a real life city, of course, (laughs) as he puts it. Right. (laughs) But Um, yeah, I mean, it was great to see Kyrie and, and he looked crisp. He looked good. You know, he did. He did. For the Cavs, um, you know, Kevin Love hits the the game-winning shot, if you will, but that shot comes about because LeBron's getting triple-teamed. And to me, that's that's the biggest tale of how the night went. Um, you know, LeBron still had to be sort of the, the leader. You know, he commented after the game that he still feels very rusty and he doesn't have his conditioning, but as LeBron goes, so goes the Cavs. We, we still seem to be seeing, right? Yeah, and that's an issue, right? Yeah. Like, this is cool if we're in the playoffs, but game one, uh, a dude who was a game-time decision. Right. And now, I'll tell you what, it's a sure is a good thing he showed up uh, because I don't know where they would have been without him, quite yeah. frankly. I mean, he was facilitating everything. He had, look at this line, he had uh, 29, 16, and 9. In 41 minutes yeah. for a game-time decision. I mean, it's ridiculous. He drove the team. So this cannot go all season, especially if he's making, you know, I don't know if that was a point for him to make to his teammates when he was saying, I got to work on my conditioning. I got to work on my conditioning. It's like, look, we just went out and recruited every guard we could find on God's green earth. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm the guy that's distributing the ball. So yeah, I don't, we'll, we'll have to see how that plays out. I certainly don't think it's a sustainable situation. So we'll have to see what like D Wade, D Rose, what's happening back there and how they can, uh, maybe step it up a little bit between them. Yeah. Not a, uh, not a great start. You know, as LeBron even said, the team did not look great, but they got the win. And now we get to see how the, the sort of the chips fall after Hayward's injury. So if we move to the Rockets Warriors game um, for the Warriors, you know, Draymond just had a huge role tonight, you know, expanded what he's doing. Um, he goes out injured um, in the later portions of the game. That's when Houston's finally able to take the lead. You know, uh, everybody else has gotten the credit from casuals and, and sort of basketball people have always been Draymond, 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 Draymond. And now we see he goes out and the team is really missing a lot, not only rim protection, but more than that. Uh, is this sort of the the proof, if you will, that Draymond is, is the core to this Warriors team? I mean, it's definitely in line with what we knew the case to be. He is the motor, as we know, and he um, 
man, Draymond lost weight. Like he's looking quick. He's doing. He's rebounding, pushing the ball up the floor, making great passes, and uh, really finding shooters. And and uh, he 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 drove the team. So he's as valuable as ever, I think. And um, I gotta say, you know, you look at some, you look at the way Steph was playing. He had his foul issues. You look at the way KD was playing. KD was like super rusty. Yeah. Eight turnovers in the game. He got off to a really rough start. He didn't have his first basket until I don't remember when it was. It was much later, and uh, he they, they their chemistry was poor. They had ton seventeen turnovers on the night. Um, I mean, they were just. Uh, it was not this beautiful basketball that I was touting. I think BVA the last time you and I convened. So uh, they got some work to do, and. You know, we'll see how long it takes Draymond to come back from this because he's a huge part of that. Yeah. I will say one thing was that they really seemed like they were incorporating their younger guys into this game. Yep. And good for Steve Kerr. First game out of the box, you know, you have the ring ceremony and it's like, okay, uh, Jordan Bell, run out there. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you ran down the list of sort of the stars, the starters, this team, and how they had not great nights. Similar to the Celtics, this was a night for the others. You know, whether it was Swaggy P, Jordan Bell, um, you know, they they finished the game with Livingston and and McCaw. Like, that's this is not what we're used to seeing. But those others, frankly, stepped up for the most part. They did. Swaggy P making his debut in NorCal. 23 points, six of seven from behind the arc. I mean, uh, that's pretty special. So, you know, if he's the guy they want to leave open, that's fine. Yeah, right. For the Rockets, um, they get the win. Chris Paul, uh, something going on with his knee. We're not sure exactly yet what that injury is. Um, But, you know, frankly, the rest of the team stepped up for them, and we saw some real heart. I mean, some grit out of these guys. Um, What stood out to you from a Rockets standpoint? Yeah, that's exactly it, the heart. P.J. Tucker is hustling his butt off out there. And I, you just feel like he is embracing the opportunity to play on a team that's contending. And uh, he's really providing them a lot of that, that Draymond-esque type of role of just the guy out there that's fighting on both sides of the floor. And uh, Eric Gordon, man, is he slick. And he's he's playing with that same heart. He wants to win. He's on a contending team now, so I I think it's uh, it's a lot of fun to see these other guys carrying their own weight and contributing along with Harden. Harden was like unstoppable. Nobody could stop him getting to where he wanted to go. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, to have these other guys that are playing with heart, I think is 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 huge for them. Yeah, I'm curious to see if the Harden ability get to get to the rim, if that is true in this game, if Draymond stays around. But even when, you know, in the second half when he was still there, he was Harden was still able to do pretty much what he wanted. And anytime he was on, he brought somebody out, got a mismatch uh, out at the perimeter and an isolation sitting in a setting. He was able to either get past them, get to the rim, or get the first step and find the open guy pretty much every time. I mean... We'll see. I mean, there were some lockdown possessions defensively for the Warriors for sure, but um, you know, for the most part, they they really weren't able to stop them tonight. 
The other thing is, you know, Harden, king of drawing fouls, like teams know they got to get a, pick up a couple quick fouls on Steph. Yeah. Like we've seen these Western Conference teams do this. Um, uh, OKC, Houston, you've seen the Cavs try and do it in the playoffs. You know, this is if you can sit Steph early. Yep. It's uh, it's it's a good way to go. Now, Steph's second foul was not, I don't know, I guess it was debatable as to whether or not it was a foul, but it certainly helped change the complexity of the game. And even as I think Steve Kerr said in one of his interviews, it forced the Warriors into, you know, some of the rotations they didn't plan on getting to quite so quickly. So um, that's uh, Harden. Yeah. Yeah. He puts you in <laughs> uncomfortable situations constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, a uh, melancholy first night um but a lot of anticipation for what we're going to see the rest of the season uh Fetty, i appreciate you joining us and uh, looking forward to talking to you again soon thanks for having me bva with that we want to thank you for joining us and we look forward to being heard tomorrow you can subscribe on itunes TuneIn, soundcloud and feedburner follow us on facebook and twitter and if you'd like to be part of the show you can email us at mba at sportsroombasement.com have a great night everybody